got a couple of things before we begin here this morning in the Word. Um, I need to meet with the fellows of the board just immediately after service, just for a second. And then also, Darla and I will be gone this week. We will be back Friday. Sometime we're headed to Orlando to our granddaughter, our second granddaughter, uh, is playing her senior night of volleyball down there, so we get to go to watch that and spend some time with the family. But So anyway, we'll be out of town this week. Hallelujah. I uh, just want to share a little bit. I've been kind of talking with Markson about things over in Africa where he's at, and he said that he's said the COVID is really not doing anything over there, but apparently it has affected the food. And he said a lot of people are committing suicide over there because of food. And he said they're setting themselves on fire to commit suicide. But but anyway, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, that's kind of what we're going to be dealing with this after church with the board, just talking about how we can help them a little bit more. Uh, but anyway, uh, keep that keep that in your hearts and your minds. I want to if you'll turn with me this morning to Genesis chapter 3. I think probably as most of us realize, our problems really began back in the garden. You know, and I'm, I'm not sitting here blaming Adam and Eve. I'm just saying that that's where a lot of things that we deal with today began. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. I want to just talk about roots and mainly weeds. Uh, if you know anything about the story, you know that Adam and Eve sinned and God came and talked to them and, you know, asked Adam, you know, what, what's this you've done? And he said, well, you know, that woman that you gave me, she gave me fruit to eat. And then he goes to Eve and she said, well, the devil made me do it in a sense, you know, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. And then God curses, you know, the, the serpent. And then he speaks to Eve and tells her that her trouble or her sorrow or her pain is going to be increased in childbearing. And then he goes to Adam, and in verse 17, I want you to start there. And to Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. I want to just talk about thorns and thistles, really. I mean, you can just say weeds is what we're talking about here. I know thorns and thistles are a little bit pricklier than some weeds, but really what we're talking about is weeds. And I want you just to think about this a little bit. This was part of the curse, what we brought upon ourselves by sinning against God are weeds, things that have roots that go deep, that are not good things. Uh, you know, I want you to just think about a weed, and we'll read about this a little bit later in another version, but uh, I know in our garden, last year uh, Darla had the appendectomy, and our garden just kind of got overrun, and it didn't take very long, you know. And no matter how many weeds you pull, you never get the whole root and if you don't get the root, guess what? They come back. And uh, so that's what I just want to kind of talk with you about this morning. You know, we have weeds in our life. And I, I want you just to think about what a weed does. 
First of all, it steals all the nutrients and all the things that are necessary for the good things to grow. So I want you just to think about that in your life. If you're not, you know, or if you've got weeds in your life, things that are not pleasing to God, we were talking about that this morning in our Sunday school class, you know there are fruits of the flesh, things that are planted in our life because of our humanity, you know, because of our sin nature that we're born with. There are things that have been planted in our life that sap the nutrients, those good things from our religion or our spiritual life. You know, there's also the fruit of the spirit, which fruit of the spirit, excuse me, which God desires for us to bring forth or to be brought forth within our life. You know, I think I spoke a number of weeks ago about being fruitful. God is looking for fruitfulness. Well, he's looking for the fruit of the spirit to be developed or to be grown within our hearts and our lives. But in order to have a full and a, and a good crop, we need to get rid of the weeds. First of all, they will steal the nutrients. If you allow them to go long enough, they will begin to kill those things round about them because they take all those nutrients. And if you let them go long enough, they will destroy your whole garden. They will destroy everything. And I, and I think you've realized what I just said. They do the work just like Satan does, steal, kill, and destroy. That's what weeds will do. And that's what they will do in your life if you allow them to continue to grow. You know, they'll begin to sap your strength, those things that you need to live a godly life. You know, before you know it, you'll, uh, you know, they'll begin to kill you. And before you know it, you're destroyed. Your life has been destroyed because of weeds that have been allowed to grow because of the curse of sin. You know, that curse fell upon Adam, but it really fell upon us. And it spoke here of the natural ground, but we're talking about the spiritual ground of our hearts this morning, that we have a cursed ground in a sense. Uh, we've been talking in our Sunday school class about how that we give up our ground sometimes to the enemy. Well, that's what a weed does. It takes ground. It takes up space. We need to make sure that we, we're not allowing these weeds, these things that are unpleasing to God to continue to grow. And like I was talking about, they have deep roots. Really, I mean, you know, there, there's ways to get rid of them, but the best way to get rid of a weed is to dig it out, to get to the source, let it be drawn out. And in our spiritual lives, the things that grow in our spiritual life, we can't do it. Only God can remove that. We have to be willing to let it go, but God is the only one that knows where that root is and how deep it goes and how to get to it and how to get it out. So I want you just to begin to think about that. You know, if you've got something that's bothering you in your life, and Jeanette shared a testimony this morning in our Sunday school class about something that had been a weed in her life and how she finally had to just turn it over to God and let God root it out. And uh, it takes a while, but it works. So just remember that, that there has been a curse placed upon our lives by the sin that was uh, done in the garden, the sin which... If he hadn't done it, we would have. You know, we're all sinners. We're, we're not perfect, no way, no matter, no how. Uh, but there's been a curse placed upon our life, and we have weeds that desire to grow. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we give them a chance to grow. I want to go to Matthew, parable of the sower. I think most of you know this and are familiar with it, but I just want to read it a little bit just so we, again, get that thought. I want to start in verse 7 of chapter 13. We're just going to hit on the ones that we're speaking about this morning. Talking about the sower and how he went forth to sow. And it says, And some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. 
Then I want to go uh, to verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. See what we're talking about here? We were just talking about the fruit of the Spirit and God's desire to see that developed in our life. If we begin to look and allow that seed in our heart to be growing amongst the weeds, the fruitfulness will be cut off. The fruit of the Spirit will not be allowed to grow. It says here it chokes it and it becomes unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful. God's desire is that it will be fruitful and vary and bring forth much fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. If you, if you read about the fruit or the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit, they're just completely opposite. Everything that's covered in the fruit of the Spirit is the good side of the other side, the fruit that grows from our natural desires and our natural tendencies. Hallelujah. We've got to be very careful about fruit. I want to go, I want to read something out of, off my phone this morning. In Hebrews 12 and, and verses 14 through 17 or so on, I'm going to read here. And I'm going to read it out of the message. I, I don't know why I've kind of gotten into this a little bit lately, just for certain parts of the scriptures. Uh, but if you want to follow along, I'm in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 through 17. Work at getting along with each other and with God. It's talking about being fruitful, letting the fruit of the Spirit develop. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Why don't you just think about that? Really what that's saying, you know, is if we don't seek for God, if we don't make reparations with God, get Him into our lives, we're never going to see Him. We're never going to get a glimpse of who God is or what He's about. Make sure that no one gets left out of God's generosity. In other words, we share this with everyone uh, that we can and that. Uh, Pray that they would make it into heaven. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds. And I want you to listen to this. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. In no time. Watch out for the Esau syndrome, trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Weeds. We've all had weeds. We probably still have a few roots hanging around that God is dealing with in our life. We've got to get rid of them. We can't allow them to uh, seed within our hearts and lives. Just like what we said there, you know, a thistle or two going to seed will destroy a whole garden quickly. We don't want to be like Esau who traded the eternal things of God for the temporary fixes of his heart. He was hungry. He needed some food. Traded away his birthright for that. We don't want to do that. I've been reading, uh, read a book this week, and in it the guy was talking about uh, infinity. And he was talking to another man about our relationship with God. And he began to talk about, you know, well, if we sin, you know, how far are we away from God? And the guy that answered him, he said, we're infinitely far away from God. You know, there's an infinity between us and God if we've sinned. And he said, well, you know, if that's true, then how do we get closer? You know, can we 
reach out through our own efforts and our own works and reach God? And the guy goes, no, could be because we're finite. It takes an infinite answer to an infinite problem to solve it. We can't reach out to God from earth in any way we want to and correct the situation. It has to be God reaching down to us. And he did that through his son. He gave us an infinite answer to an infinite problem. And because of it, we have a right to enter into eternity in the right manner. Now, whether you like it or not, when we go from this world and we live a few thousand years or a few thousand years past, you're still going to exist. Where? That's up to you. You know, that's kind of up to how you've taken care of your garden, how many weeds you've let grown, how many, you know, have you allowed to come into your life and to destroy the life of God within you. So I just want to challenge you this morning. We're going to be taking communion. Uh, before you partake this morning, I want you just to check your hearts this morning and see if there are any weeds growing in your life. See if there's anything in your heart that's keeping you back from the fullness of God, from allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be grown within your hearts and lives. It was a curse that was placed upon us because of our sin. But I want you to realize something. Jesus became a curse to take away that curse. He said, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He hung on a tree for us, became a curse for us that we might not have to suffer under the curse any longer. Yeah, we all have weeds in our gardens. But you know what? We've got a good gardener. We've got one that knows how to get the roots out. You know, so often we just go out and uh, in, in our spiritual gardens and we see the weed and we try and either clip the leaves off or cut the stalk off and think it's good. Like I said before, if you know anything about weeds, if you don't get the root, they come right back. Come right back. We're trying to solve an infinite problem with a finite answer. We have to go to an infinite God to get that root removed, mm -hmm. that infinite problem of sin. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask some of the fellows to come up. I, if I can get about five of you to come up to pass out the elements. Connie and Ryan are going to sing us a song. Jesus to come to my rescue where else can I go there's no other name by which I am saved capture me with grace I will follow
Jesus said in the Bible, you know, as often as we do this, take communion, we're to do it in remembrance of him. I just want to read out of Isaiah 53 this morning just to kind of get your minds thinking about what was done for us. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him, or the Lord, as a tender plant. I want you to notice this, as a root out of dry ground. Do you know what that means? As one that's dying. Jesus came to die. He hath no form nor comeliness, and we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. 
but yet we do. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed it not. Surely he hath borne our sins, or our griefs, excuse me, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's what we remember as we partake this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus came to die. He was at a, as a root out of dry ground. He lived his life knowing that death was the end, that that was his purpose, that that was his goal. Hallelujah. And we partake of his broken body and his shed blood this morning, remembering what he did for us. So let's partake of the broken body this morning. Father, we just thank you for the love that brought Jesus to the crucifixion, Lord. That allowed him, Lord, to go through the beatings and all the torture and everything that he went through for us. That he might reconcile us back to God the Father. We thank you for that. We remember that this morning. We praise you and give you thanks. Hallelujah. Let's partake of the blood. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for that precious blood that was shed. That effective blood, Lord, that still is able to work this day, Lord. Anyone who calls out can have the blood applied and their sin removed and be holy and righteous before God. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, how much you loved us. How much you loved us. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your presence here this morning. Just pray, Lord, that as the word has gone forth, Lord, it's touched hearts and will have changed lives. Lord, we pray against the fowls that would come and eat the seed up or for it to fall upon stony soil or that it would grow in the thorns, Lord. But we pray that it has touched fertile soil this morning. Hallelujah. We love you, and Lord, we just thank you for speaking to us. Even as was mentioned before, Lord, we've been in the Father's house and you've fed us. You've given us your food this morning in many different ways, Lord, but we've ate heartily this morning. We just love you and praise you. It's in your name, Lord, that we give thanks and honor and glory to God. Amen. We're dismissed this morning.